Wait, wait, is it time to sing? Cause I know how to sing. Nothing. Never mind. I'm gonna have so much fun with that. Thank you, Zach. That's a great <laughs> gift. You've given me a great gift. <laughs> Merry belated Christmas. Hello, strangers on the internet, confident, sexy, and ready to take on the world. Welcome to the one-year anniversary of Nitwick, the podcast about friends, Bloodborne, and occasionally video games. This week, we're going to take a look back at, back at a year's worth of talking about video games and see what happened, what surprised us, what shocked us, and would we do it all again? Hi, my name is Drew Fasciano, and a fun fact about myself... This past year, my favorite fun fact was our weird spirit animal one, and my favorite episode was the Bloodborne one, because there are so many damn memes about it, and it makes me really happy. (laughs) Wait, memes about Bloodborne, or memes about our episode about Bloodborne? Like, we we kind of reference our own Bloodborne episode more than any other episode at all, so I just sort of... I just sort of feel like true. it holds a special part in our soul. It does seem to keep coming back up every once in a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we keep thinking we get away from it, but no, <laughs> it's always back. You can never escape the old blood. You can never do it. <laughs> no, never. Fear the old blood. Oh, I do. Uh, my name, hello, my name is Adam, uh, and the fun fact is, my favorite fun fact of the past year was probably the one where we couldn't think of a fun fact, so we just said, alright, what'd you have for lunch? Ah! <laughs> just tell me what you had for lunch. Uh, and my favorite episode, um, might be our Overwatch one, because hey. that was the first, that was the first episode that we all had, like, the new audio set up, mm. so it was like, oh my god, look, it's not, it's not like we're all recording underwater it sounds oh <laughs> yeah um that's pretty good uh mm-hmm. i guess my favorite fun fact of the past year i guess it was favorite desserts because i just like talking about sweets mm-hmm. you know that's just my life um mm-hmm. and my favorite episode i don't know i feel like i'm kind of cheating with this one but my favorite episode is valley boy breakfast what really <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an important episode but who are you though i am zach my apologies i forgot to mention my oh. name hello and zach. my incredibly did... <laughs> and my new and incredibly important youtube channel <laughs> oh got, gotta advertise that gotta <laughs> a bunch shell of out for the listeners <laughs> yeah i had to shell out my youtube channel that has literally zero subscribers because there are literally zero uh listed episode listed uh things anyways i'll get to it in a second and by the end of this podcast, there will there will be negative one. What does that mean? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> oh I liked that. You know what? I, I got to say, I really liked the Valley Girl breakfast one because it was one of those <laughs> things that we were just talking shit, and I didn't expect Drew to like turn around and make that a uh, a minute. Yeah, no, that I, was I, that was it, it was just out of nowhere. And then I got to listen to it. And it was great. Um, I mean, if I'm just I had surprised to... you guys remember it. Like it was like kind of just a random goof when I was chilling in the editing bedroom, which is the editing room. Oh, you know what? You know what? The other one is. Uh... Which one was it? It was the the one where we were both singing. Oh, Discord on Discord. Oh, yeah. Discord on Discord. Discord on. <laughs> Featuring Z Tank and, Ag- and Malcolm Beast. Which is fu- which is correct because we just went through that just now. Yeah. <laughs> we did.
<laughs> don't what is it like don't break the cage or whatever or no cage don't break the fourth wall oh, no, fourth no fourth wall breaking no, none of that we're all in the same room right now that's what we're doing we're just yeah, talking about that's fun right. facts and weeks <laughs> and everything in between that's right i'm looking over and drew is sitting on a couch and over there zach on the television why am i on the television <laughs> wait a second i don't know man. Wait, wait what how the fuck did i get in here god damn it well, adam well, adam started... how did i get in the Listen, television you had to be in the television for reasons I will describe at the end of the podcast after I've had a good enough amount of time to think about it. Okay. But right now, right. we have weeks to discuss. Yes, we uh, do. Or something. I, I think we do. I think we do. Uh, Drew. Yes. What'd you do? Let's see. For me, this this past couple weeks, because it's been a couple weeks, I've been, uh, it's been the holidays. I've been, I went home, hung out with the family, did some Christmas stuff, you know, saw some movies, uh... Met some friends, gave out some gifts. It was all a very messed wonderful time. And then I got hardcore sick with a sore throat and a cough. Drew, <laughs> yes. did you say yes, mestive? No, I said merry and festive. I think you said mestive. Listen, listen here, Zach. Listen here. Mestive, <laughs> mestive is new hip lingo for... Uh, Mary and festive oh. from SF or the Bay Area or California. It's what the hip the hip kids are saying these days, uh, right? That, I guess okay. that's true. All right, I see. I see. Okay. Hashtag mestive. Hashtag mestive. Well, I'm sorry to hear you got sick. Uh, that's that's not fun. It seems like everybody kind of gets sick at the end of the holidays. I think it's because you're like. I was gonna say. I feel like it's because you kind of spend so much energy like trying to get ready for the holidays that by the time you're done, you're like, hey, I haven't really slept or like slowed down for a minute. I'm gonna die now. Blah. That's yeah. like literally what happened. Like I spent the last couple of weeks like just all of my energy, all of my strength, all of my force. And then when I get to relax, whew, and my body's just like, okay, now, now it happens. Uh, but it's okay. I got to mm, catch mm. up on Penny Dreadful. Uh, I'm halfway through season two and I got Can to I play lots of Mother Truckin' Cuphead, which oh. I'm yeah. so happy about. <laughs> That game is so you good, it? you guys. It's so good. I gotta ask, where are you? Well, I got it for Christmas, so not not too far in. I, I'm in just enough to realize that it's... The rumors are true. It's hard as hell. Like, uh, yeah. I've done a few missions. Uh, I've tried to do a couple simple contracts and try to do, like, the regular versions. And, like, this game is really good. I love turning it on because, like, it has this adorable cartoon intro uh, it's way darker than I thought it was because you're doing contracts for the devil, and I didn't know that was like the entire like premise of the game. But like, oh yeah, <laughs> for people who don't know, the whole premise of Cuphead is, oh no, you've gambled with, you've made a deal with the devil. Well, go kill these people and steal their souls. It's okay it's like, though, because like there's an adorable jingle that starts it off. Cuphead and his pal Mugman, they like to roll the dice. YouTube's for fun. Very wow. cool. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying that one. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy I got it. Props to Mr. Matt Brown for getting it for me. Cool dude. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Good gift from and, Matt to you. In any case, Adam, All thank right. you for asking about me. Uh, I want to know about you, though. How you doing this week? Oh, man. <laughs> so this week um, was also Christmas for me. It'll probably also be Christmas for Zach. Mm. Uh, Christmas happened. Uh, so I, you know, I got to spend time with my family. I got to see... Some some of the people on my dad's side of the family I don't see very often. Um, I had a very weird moment while visiting family where I realized a lot of the 
people that I thought is the oh the youngins or kids of the family are way older than I realized. Oh, so yeah. I had a moment of boy, do I feel like uh, my my cousin's oldest kid who I remember still like being like, oh man, I'm in second grade. This is great. Is like 16 now. It's like oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> and then my uh, my other cousin is applying for college. and like, what? But I, last time I asked you, you were a freshman. What? How is this happening? How the, how oh, the yeah. time goes by. How the years flow through us. Uh, so that was fun. And then Christmas was fun. Um, got some cool stuff for Christmas. Um, and yeah, that's about it. And then I had this week off. So I've been, I told myself, you know what? All right, you have a week off. You're going to have to take a giant chunk out of P5. I'm I'm working on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I actually had just put the game down to come record this here podcast. Oh, boy. I've defeated yet another palace in a day. My record is preserved. (laughs) Yay. Wait. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I know which palace you were on. Um, I don't. Okay, I know where you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. But yeah, uh, that game's still really good. I'll probably be talking about it more later in the pot, later in this episode. Yeah. Uh, did I do anything else? Probably not. So I'm going to hand it off to Zach. Yeah, hello. Zach. Oh, one other thing I did. Uh, very you... quick. Uh, I jumped back into Darkest Dungeon for a bit Woo! because all of the DLC and expansions are out now. Wait, is the game like released like for real for real? Is it like actually out of Kickstarter and just like you can play with it? Oh yeah, it's been that way for a while. Oh, it's okay. just that they... They've been. They had a their first big expansion, and then a small expansion, and now they're gearing up for a second smaller expansion. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna play it now." Uh, mm. To not waste too much time, y'all. That game's really good. That game's like really, really good. Mm. Like, like I'm. Yeah. Okay. Well, like you kickstarted it, right? Like you. You've been watching it oh, since no. it was a baby prototype. Oh no! Now it's really old. Oh god, oh, it's gonna god. be applying to college oh, no. too. <laughs> We're getting old. It sucks. Hey, Darkest Dungeon, what are you doing? Oh boy, Mister Magleby, I'm going. I'm going to be applying for college soon. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Quick, Zach, make me feel young at heart. Tell me about your week. Well, um, I also had a Christmas like everybody else. Um, and uh, I went to see family, and me and my family all watched Star Wars. Yeah. And I think I told you guys before, but my opinion of that movie could be very quickly summed to i like the characters i like the message i found the plot and the overarching like story and the connective glue that's supposed to tie the movie together to be really bad um i mm-hmm. i definitely liked like it, like in particular the things i liked i really liked kylo ren's character the the kylo ren character i forget the name of the actor yeah. but uh, uh adam driver adam driver yeah adam driver did an amazing job in this film Oh yeah, he was really good. He had a role. Mm-hmm. He sold it. He sold it real good. Zach, don't you lie to me. You were just checking his abs out when he had the shirtless scene, weren't you? Um, if I were gay, I would. Because I know. If I were bi, be... I were. If I were pan, I were. If I were attracted to men, I would. Yo, man, you don't have to look at me like, damn, Kyle Ren hitting that gym, getting them gains. Also, yep. stop killing people. Yeah, that's... he can't help it. He has emotional issues. He has so many He's emotional issues. He's got to work issues. through them. He has like a thousand I emotional see. issues. He is an amazing <laughs> villain because of this. Um, so you saw Star Wars. I did. did you do anything else? Well, okay. So one of the, the gifts I got for Christmas was mm-hmm. a fancy keyboard. Woo! Clickety clack. Yeah. Well, give me a moment. I'll clickety clack in a second. Um, so, so I got this keyboard. Um, it is like a Corsair Strafe RGB. Mm-hmm. It is backlit. 
and it is a mechanical keyboard. So it is a makes clicky clack noises like such. <laughs> and B <laughs> That sound bite you will could, be so impressive. I know. It'll be so exciting and the ASMR fans Drive. will be all over that. Um and the other thing is that um you can set light settings on it because it's backlit. So I have it mm-hmm. set and I'm showing it to myself right now, it's super cool. Um I have it set so that it's got like a base color going and then it alternates between two other colors, so every time I press a button, a a like ripple effect comes out of one of those secondary colors and just ripples all the way across the keyboard. It is so cool. You have no idea how cool so, this is. So Drew, I'd like to start a side bet, mm-hmm. if you would, between you and I. <laughs> of on, how right? long it of how long it takes before Zach signs himself into a seizure from typing too much in a dark room mm. and just looking at his keyboard. Well, Zach's a man. I give it a month. I think Zach has a bit more gumption than that, Adam. I'll say longer than a month. All right, All right the deal is struck. Yes, shaking hands. <laughs> All right, shaking well, hands. we'll see what happens. Anyway, so the last thing that happened to me this week um, is I played Doki Doki Literature Club, and I also yeah. recorded myself playing it. Um, because sure I thought did. that would be fun and amusing. Uh, so I didn't. So I, I got about four, like five hours into that game. Um, and I noticed that I was getting a little like I got over invested in the characters and all the stuff that was happening in the game, which was a bad idea. Um, but then I just I like stopped playing and I was like, I need to sleep tonight. So, you know, what's going to help me sleep tonight? Reading all the endings to Doki Doki Literature Club and just completely spoiling oh, myself to the game entirely. No. And this was a terrible idea. I got real shitty sleep that night. <laughs> you effectively read through like three separate creepy pastas. Yeah, no, basically. No, dude, I was Man, my so, my my mind can fuck with me pretty damn hard. I had like so I was imagining like realistic anime girl and realistic anime girl is freaky as fuck. Mm. So like just imagining that is real. It's so weird. Zach, can mm, I tell you mm. my favorite highlight from your Let's Play of... Uh, oh, right. Loki? Yeah, so the other thing is that I, I had them all as unlisted, but I told Drew about it, so I sent it to him. Yeah, so I got to listen in uh, and watch Zach play Doki Doki. Uh, and honestly, my favorite part is just how you start off by saying, Hello, I'm Zach. It's Doki Doki Literature Club. And it's like this like super bright, popping, wonderful screen, and like you know it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I can I like sense it from you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I actually like the fact that I started calling the main character Josh, despite the fact yes! that I named him Groot. <laughs> I, like, I wanted to put as much distance between myself and the main character of this game as possible. Um, and if people ask, if you send an email, or, I mean, ask me personally if you know me, um, I will send you a link, and or I will just uh, list to put take them off unlisted, make them public videos, and then just link them on my shit. Um, Thus begins Zach's <laughs> illustrious LPing career. Although I do have to say, I'm never you... actually going to finish Doki Doki Literature Club because I spoiled myself on all the endings. As and thus Zach commits the first and greatest sin of of let's playing, not finishing a game. I just mm. I couldn't finish the game. I hate horror games so damn much. Is that the first sin? I feel like the first sin is just yelling really loud and like doing the no. pipe. Oh, no. no, the first sin the first sin is to start the LP and then not finish it. Yeah. Mm, I'll if take you, it. At least have the damn decent if you're even if your commentary is bullshit, at least have the decency to finish it. But here, yeah, here, well that's said. neither here nor there. Like actually I, I do have to ask you though, Drew, how far in did you get? Because there are points towards the end that I like take it off and I go on rants about random shit. 
Yeah, I heard some of those. Oh, they were boy. great. Just, like, here's the thing, Zach. I was like, losing my you, fucking head. <laughs> you, I, I saw pretty much all of one, and I skipped to, I think, three, because that's where the twist happens, where I get oh, to see right. the actual freakout. Yeah. I have to say, at some point, like, you became very invested in one of the anime girls and started talking about friendship. And I was just like, oh, man, this is, like, weirdly sweet, I think. I don't know. I, yeah, no, that's <laughs> what happens when I start playing games like that. I get over-invested in the characters, and I really want them to be happy. Like... You have no idea. I was, like, watching this one character, like, going in a very bad direction. I was just like, oh, fuck, how do I, how do I fix this? Well, Zach, <laughs> you're going to have to let us know at some point, if you ever do muster up the strength to, to finish Dude, Doki Doki Literature Cup. I mean, I might. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. You can make that a resolution for, the, uh, a resolution for next I year. I really yeah. don't want to finish this fucking game, but let's move on. <laughs> And then Resolution next... confirmed. Zach will finish Doki Doki Literature Chub. Oh, all endings. All right, all right. I will finish this game, but you all have to promise to be there in the room with me so I don't freak out as hard. All Just right. Just like we are right now, all in the room. <laughs> yes. Right here. A year from today, we'll meet right here on this very spot and talk about Zach's finishing of Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, boy. There you go, Zach. <laughs> it's set in stone. All right, sure. Shall we move on? Or? I think it's time. Everybody, we've been podcasting for a whole damn year. High fives. Woo. Round of applause. High fives. I'm Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. As such, we have decided to do a small retrospective, not just on ourselves, but on the games and the gaming year. What happened? What did we expect? Um, just, you know... Let it all hang out and see what we were wrong about, what we were right about, and, you know, kind of just grow mm-hmm. as people, some shit like that. Yeah. So, we're going to yeah. open it up with this big old question. Uh, what games surprised you this year? What did you expect versus what happened? And if you guys are so inclined, we have a few proposals from last year's um, New Year's episode where we talked about a few things mm-hmm. that were coming out and what we thought might happen with them. So... Yeah. Why don't we just go ahead with that? The first thing we have is, Adam, you said Rhyme will be the best game ever. Well, you know what? There's a funny thing about expectations. Uh, so like Drew said, uh, I think it was it episode four was our episode New Year's four. one. Yeah. And at the time we recorded that, Rhyme had just gotten announced as like, hey, this thing is happening. Uh and I think we all re-listened to it just uh, we all re-listened to this episode mm-hmm. to make sure we actually had our expectation versus reality mm-hmm. thing going Yeah. Uh, and I remember joking a bit that Rhyme would be the best game ever um, I haven't played Rhyme <laughs> so um, but to say it, there. It, still, it still looks good I, <laughs> I'm still sure lo- it does um, and you did say it as a joke. I'm not trying to like throw shade or anything. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Dre, I actually have. Uh, I think we kind of mentioned this in the prep thing, but I have a list of all of our game predictions here. Ooh, well then, oh, let's do whoa. that. Oh, whoa, yeah. You actually, you actually have most of them, but I'll just go quickly go down through this list. Uh, and the first one was rhyme. I don't think either of you cared much about rhyme, did you? No, not you really. made me want to care. While I also was like, this kind of looks like cell shaded shadow of the colossus something or other. Maybe it'll mm, be mm. cool. I don't know. <laughs> still looks cool. Uh, I still want to play it. As uh, Zach was telling me before the podcast, it actually came out on the Switch as well. So now I can kind of debate of what platform I'll get it on. Oh, uh, it's not particular. It's not terribly long, as I found out. It's like oh. it's actually rather short, so it might be one that I can pick up and just kind of play around. Yeah, right sounds on, cool. But yeah, that w- so our first one was rhyme. Um, 
then the second thing that we had a prediction on was, and this is where Zach and Adam get to be the most correct. Oh, okay. We so predicted correct. that Persona 5 would be a great game. Yeah. Well, well and we were right. We were so right. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was it was an excellent game. Um it was kind of marred by a couple of flaws, but it is mm, it mm. is probably in my easily in my top 5 for this year. Ooh. I I've I was like probably in the top um, 3 to be honest. To just say nothing of the game, it was like our expectation was that it would be really good and not it won best RPG of the year, so apparently a bunch of other people did. Uh, right. Zach finish it. I I am still working on it. Hmm. Everybody who is upset, to fuck off. I had things to do, <laughs> so I'm still working on it. Uh, as they will tell you, I played some today. Oh. It was great. Oh. Uh, Drew, you said you were going to start it at some point. I think you're still. Well, I don't think you have. Um... I chose to get near Automata instead, and then my PlayStation died. Yeah, That's, uh, ah. that was the unexpected story of the year for me. Um. Yeah, that was. <laughs> we have we have near further down the list, so save your critique for that one or your comments for that oh, one. Sure, uh, sure, like... I'll do that. Um, Persona Five. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I certainly want to pick it up because you have been talking about it literally all year. Every other episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every other episode. Every time Adam plays I it, I have to be like, "Oh, how far did you get? Really cool, cool, cool. I really want to talk about this." I mean, it, I know. Don't I'm worry. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm blocking spoilers for you guys. It's just again, it's one of those games I'm learning about through osmosis. Like mm-hmm. between Persona Five and Final Fantasy Fifteen, like I'm getting <laughs> oh, a let's play through you. It's great. <laughs> Um, Zach will start a new form of let's play uh, by word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth let's play. I'm sure that'll kick out. Um, I think that's just called gossip. So... <laughs> hey, shut up. Uh, the next one we had a prediction on was Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. We predicted uh, Drew was the mo- kind of the one that brought that up and was very excited about that. Uh, and I think Zach was also pretty excited. I was kind of on the fence of whether or not I would think uh, of what I wanted it to be. Horizon Zero Dawn, I I think turned out pretty good. Um, I like, I everyone I uh, know who's played it has liked it. I tried. Mm-hmm. I have the game, and I di- I haven't exited the tutorial area because I kind of got bored with it. Like mm-hmm. I I kind of like the the way in which I play games made that game more boring to me for some reason. Um, or not. I I know exactly why. Is I was I was being like nitpicky and running around trying to like do very specific tasks and very meticulous running through of everything. And I just I haven't gotten to the main open world yet. It is it surprised mm. me how how like how little investment I had in Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I expected to be way more invested in that game. It just hasn't yeah. come. Yeah, I know it's a very um for even for being open world is a very narrative driven game mm-hmm. about Aloy's uh kind of journey. Aloy's. So it. I thought it was Aloy. It's Aloy. It, oh, I thought it, I. Why do I think Al? I thought it was Aloy. I, no, I it's, think it's I think it's just like there's been so many mispronunciations of it. Um, I like how yours is like super French, like a French version of that <laughs> game. Listen, Horizon Zero Dawn, Aloy, Moonlight, is a genre. I played a little bit of it. Uh, a friend of mine came over. Think? He uh, he just kind of let me like toy around with it and see how it was. A couple of things mm-hmm. jumped out at me. Um, first off, like you said, super story driven, which I didn't expect when I saw that trailer. I kind of thought like, I remember thinking this is going to be open world kill dinosaurs game, which it is. Mm, um, it is. <laughs> I didn't expect the tragic story of of like woman growing into her own. Um, that was interesting. 
Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get to this part, but there was an obvious story beat in the beginning. Um, I had a theory about a character just being killed off because he was too nice. Um, I haven't <laughs> spoiled it for myself, but it was like one of those moments of like, this guy's going to die. Um, super pretty. Super pretty game. You, you look at him and he says... <laughs> What, why is there a timer above your head? Are you? What's wrong with you? Okay, there's there's literally a training montage with this dude, and he's just like so so happy and jovial, and everything cinema has told me about like two, like foreshadowing two is kids like gonna die tonight. <laughs> pretty much. Oh boy. But, but it yeah, looks it uh, looks cool. I just uh, I didn't pick it up because my PlayStation died and killed all of my PlayStation game <laughs> momentum. I have played yeah. uh, much more Steam indie game shit this year than I have PlayStation exclusive. So take that for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think Horizon Zero Dawn just had a complete edition come out, so I might pick that up at some point. Oh, yeah. uh, the next game that we have here that we had a prediction on was Hellblade: Senua's Journey. That, this is Senua's by Journey? the way, so I haven't I haven't played Hellblade yet. But I have. this is kind of the surprise, my surprise for this year. I am surprised at how good this game ended up. Like this, this game, I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to buy it, but the hype was so hard that I found it on sale on Steam and I just bought it immediately. Like mm. that, like Drew was, but oh, yeah, so, so I'll, I'll take Drew, I'll take your word on how this game plays. So because yeah. Drew is the most excited on this one. This was kind of the one that he was looking forward to as yes. boy, boy, I sure hope Ninja Theory finally gets a good one and it seems like they have. That was it like seems my, like they did. My attitude towards it was like I really want this to be good. Ninja Theory needs a win so bad. Like mine was a combination <laughs> of like n- not so much hype, but as much as just like like I don't want to say desperation, but I was just like come on, fingers crossed. So and Drew I say, listening Say what? Listening to that podcast, episode four, you were you can literally hear you like praying to anybody of like, please. I prayed please. to pagan and Norse gods and I was rewarded handsomely. Let my let my baby let my baby have a good game. It was, it was. Ninja Theory made a very good game. They were very yeah. successful with Senua, and it is Senua it is Hellblade Senua's sacrifice, not journey. Senua's sacrifice. Senua's yeah. Sacrifice. That's right. And I can say a few um, things to that, if you don't mind me saying. Um, Go for it. First off, game is way prettier than I thought it would be. Like, I kind of thought because they had a smaller budget, um, they weren't going to have, like, all five-star all the way through. But goddamn, is that thing, like you said, it's a looker. It works. Um, Super dark, uh, super interesting imagery, really cool storytelling. uh, And I've actually seen a lot of really interesting stories of people who have, like... Uh, like mental issues kind of like talking about how the game was really interesting and cool for them so basically it worked it worked out and i'm very happy and i'm glad it's getting acclaim and i was Mm -hmm. basically a thing i wanted to work out worked out for once and i was super happy so yeah no you know it didn't work out for drew though what what didn't work out for drew was our next x was our next prediction oh which one uh where Drew, at the very end of his What Are You Looking Forward To for 2017, said, I can't wait to hear about new updates and stories about the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> to which I said, to which I said, Drew, well, you can be excited for Kingdom Hearts 2.8 because guess what? 2017 is almost gone and Kingdom Hearts 3 is nowhere. Okay, okay. Can I, can I respond to that? Because here's my thing. First off, I feel wait, bad about to- myself. Because I caved, yes, Zach? 
Can I just... I want to clarify something. It's not 2.8. It is Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Thank you, Zach. That was confusing me because I was confused of the, all the other games that had fucking numbers and fractions and decimals in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so I actually caved and bought 2.5, um, and I've been replaying Kingdom Hearts 2, and mm-hmm. it was cool. Um, but I feel bad for buying those, like, like little mini versions. Um, we did get some trailers... We got some weird we trailers. We did. We got so I guess I guess that expectation. Uh, our prediction was that we were just looking forward to news about Kingdom Hearts three, and I guess technically we got that. I just <laughs> think most people were expecting a smidge more than oh look a trailer of a world. With me, I I went from like everything I see looks stupid and dumb to like okay, they got Toy Story. How bad could it be? Like, I'm more on board now, somehow. Like, mm. I have, yeah. like, barely any new news, but I've gone from being, like, eh, to, like, oh, okay. I'm I'm invested. Um, the next prediction we had was that Zelda Breath of the Wild was gonna be amazing. And, uh, well. I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any small measure to say it is not just amazing. Boy, howdy, did that thing just blow up an industry. Yeah, no, that was the um, killer app for the Switch. Hands down. That, that thing... At one point in time, uh, there was a higher retention rate on Breath of the Wild than there was Switch. Which means people, like me, for quite a while, had the game but no Switch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you fucking that. forgot that. <laughs> More people hey, I have both Switch. now, alright? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Now you can play Breath um, of the Wild. Is so, it any good? Uh, so can I. Well, so here, here's the thing. Um, when we made our predictions about Breath of the Wild, I was super excited because... And I still fucking adore that game it like i think i said like i was watching the trailer pretty much every day um breath of the wild actually is probably my biggest regret of this year Um, not because of anything on the game itself the game itself is fantastic like i don't think i've ever talked to anybody who wasn't just blown away by all the things you can do with it and like the scope and scale of the of the world and story Mm -hmm. uh my biggest regret is that i haven't played it because i was so like invested and locked in on beating persona 5 that it it really has just kind of sat here and i have the switch uh but i didn't i didn't want persona 5 to get left behind and i wanted Mm. to finish that first while i had the momentum well you know what Um, that's a part of your resolution though because you were supposed to play more games before beating them or something like that yeah so i kind (laughs) of did that i just ended up not really buying many games this year (laughs) so there's that Hmm. Um, but Breath of the Wild, uh, our prediction was that it would be a fantastic game. It, it was, uh, I know, I think Zach, you've played a little bit of it. No, I have not. Um, that is probably my biggest regret for this year as well. Um, I do remember during that podcast, I, I was listening to it again. I, I said, I was kind of ambivalent about Breath of the Wild because quite literally I said, you know, I don't really own any Nintendo consoles and I don't think I'm ever I'm yeah, going to did. own a Nintendo console. So I, I bet You're it's going to be good. <laughs> but then like a couple of months later, I get the Switch and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm a Nintendo guy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm still really looking forward to playing that game. I'm more motivated now to mm. get P5 done. Oh, you're motivated. Uh, motivated. I'm Virgil now. Oh, good. Uh, our, our next prediction was that Death Stranding would be out in 2017. Oh, I dear. don't... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I misread that. Our prediction was Death Stranding will not be out in 2017. <laughs> oh, we did it. Check, check <laughs> me. Did us. It. We did it. Man, we are uh, just... We knew... Not we much could, to say there. 
We could tell the future, man. Yeah, fucking everybody could tell. Like, that game... <laughs> to be fair, we got at least ten more minutes of cinematic footage. Something? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't even know what that was. We have a mini-movie now. Um, oh, boy. Our next prediction, was, or my next uh, expectation, was that Red Dead Redemption 2 would be out by the end of 2017. Oh, I'm oh. sorry, Adam. <laughs> that is literally... And uh, this stings because the words I said were, I can't... I'm always overjoyed when I realize that Red Dead Redemption 2 is happening, and I'm so happy and excited to I play know. it. 2017 has three more days to get me Red Dead Redemption 2. Can, can I just say, like, when I was listening to that, you referred to it as your hype boner. And um, something I, about that just sticks with listen, me. Listen, I'm having... I'm I'm having fucking hype blue balls at this point. I'm, so, <laughs> oh, no! I'm sorry, Adam. We, by the way, I was I was listening to that. Your hype levels in that episode convinced me that it actually came out this year for some reason. I was just like, wait, I don't remember that coming oh, no. out. Uh, you might remember the two-minute trailer that they showed off, and then that's it. <laughs> so, you wanted to believe. So, um, And this follows suit with our other, our next expectation of... Detroit Become Human would be out by the end of 2017. Also didn't happen. It's not. No. So not only is Detroit Become Human still not out, but for anybody that's been following it, I st- like I am even more lost of what the hell that game is about now. I no mean, at some anymore. point it like I thought it was just going to be about like a robot detective. Now it seems like it's trying to have like a political message about being human, something about domestic violence. Well, like, I don't know. Do you, David the, the Cage. Thing is, the thing is, is if you listen to any of the interviews about David Cage uh, throughout the year, as more information came out, he, I don't know if he's just high on his own farts. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Um, but like, he keeps saying things like in one interview, he'll say, Oh, my game doesn't have a message. There's no message. And then the next interview is like, this is going to ask serious questions. And it's like, okay, but what's the game about? Because your trailers make note, all seem like disconnected. Mm. Uh, I mentioned this one because Zach was excited for this one. Oh, hello. Zach? Yes. What do you think of Detroit Become Human? Or did you forgot or forget? There we go. Yeah, I kind of forgot it the entire year. I didn't know I was excited about it. I don't even remember being excited about it in the episode. You may have just mentioned I think it. I, I think I, I mentioned it. It's much like how I mentioned ukulele and just like offhand because I was reading through. Oh, right. I know why. Because I was reading through the uh, list of uh, games that were going to release in 2017. Like the ones that were said to have released in 2017. And so I said, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Detroit Become Human. Remember that one? And yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, well, that goes into we have... another one. Uh, ukulele happened. And... Yeah. Uh, and, that and was a pretty big surprise. That? Like, I, I honestly didn't really care that much. Like, I wanted it to do well because it was I... kickstarted, but I don't know. I heard bad things. I didn't play it. I heard I heard it didn't play that great, and I kind of watched a few gameplay videos of it, and I was just like, well, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I don't really have the nostalgia factor for Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. as some people do. Um. So I wasn't really particularly looking forward to it. I think the mo- the thing I was most excited for about ukulele is, oh my god, look, Shovel Knight's in it. He's standing right there as a cameo. <laughs> right. Go talk to him. The game has now justified its purchase. <laughs> All right. Um, Do we have any and more? And then the last... Oh, sorry. Oh, the last one oh, come on. was Near Automata. Near being, Automata. Uh, Near yeah! Automata being uh, great. So Zach has played it and has enjoyed it. Drew, I think think bought it but he did uh, may have played Drew it played it and or, or he kind of played i it. 
And my stance was, I want to play it, but, and I know he's listening right now, I am under contractual obligation to play Nier first. <laughs> Wait, who, who is forcing you to play Nier first? A shadowy man who is who's gang pressing me to play near first. Oh, is it uh, Ian? So it's Ian, isn't it? No, no, it's, it's no. Ian. Ian wouldn't. Make he knows it. who he is. Okay, he can, he's listening right now. Oh. Uh, but no, I haven't played it. I do know that from everything I've been told, um, near Automata is like this fantastic game. Um, well, hey there, not, Adam. Not just from a not. Oh, go ahead. Hey there, Adam. Let me tell you about how amazing near Automata is. Okay. It's fucking. This better not sway me to play it, though. It's fucking fantastic. Go off. Ah, damn it! It worked. <laughs> like the, it is. It is an amazing game. I will get into more detail a little bit later because it's another. It's an answer to one of the later questions. But, um, it is a super good game. I have deeply enjoyed my experience with it. Um, and like the more I read about it, the more invested I get in the game, despite the fact that I haven't picked it up in six months. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it's almost like Bloodborne in that every time I go back and look at the lore stuff again or look at, a, like, a review of it again, I find, like, a new perspective in which to view the game as, as like, the lens of the game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is this is a game that I think is just, you can unpack it in, like, a thousand different ways. And so that's why I've enjoyed it yeah. so much. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I do want to play it. Uh, it it's looks really good. Um I know, Drew, you were pretty excited for it, uh, but I think the calamity of your PS4 dying yeah. kind of happened. Was, it, was, it was a part of the calamity of the PS4 dying. So what happened is, uh, for anyone who remembers, is I was playing it, and my PlayStation had downloaded part of the game, but not all of it, and it downloaded enough for me to play it, but it didn't download enough for me to get to the point where I could save the game. So I ended up replaying the <laughs> intro, which is just the demo, again, and again, and I think one more time. I don't quite know why. It might have been because my PlayStation then died and I had to then like replay the entire game because all my data went away. That was it. No, I remember. Um, I, <laughs> I will say the reason that I replayed it the second time was because I, the game said it didn't have enough downloaded and I thought the game was just being cheeky with me. Like I thought it was like a joke from the game being like, ha ha, see, it's about robots and computers gonna have to delete your save file won't you um and it actually deleted my save file because there was nothing else i could do so Mm. so there you go but yeah uh that was all of our predictions and expectations for 2017 as we said in episode four uh i think we'll probably move on to the next thing uh drew what's our next question oh our next question is what was the biggest story in gaming news was it loot boxes the switch 4k or even vr what to you was like the hot shit this year can we can we just like uh, write off vr immediately oh uh, you know i mean you know I, I was actually gonna say this uh for biggest story i think for me was the kind of non-story of vr really um and i think that that's a probably more elegant way of saying what zach is saying of that uh at the end of 2016 vr was supposed to be like the new frontier for games mm-hmm. kind of thing uh it was supposed to come in and sweep through everybody and everybody was gonna be having vr headsets and stuff um vr does not seem to have really taken off as much as i think people were expecting it to although yeah. i have noticed a very fun sub community for vr chat hmm. vr oh yeah yeah v- vr chat everyone is an anime uh, girl apparently <laughs> 
the logical conclusion. Listen, it, if if given the choice, I think most people would. Um, but like, I think the only big this kind of goes into big surprises is I, I think for VR for me, the only game I actually saw use VR particularly well was Resident Evil Seven. Is fantastic Ooh. in VR. I can. Oh like, wow, that act, that sounds like it'd be really good. It's legitimately like an entirely different experience playing it in VR. Really? Uh, yeah, like it, it's really well done, and it it just runs and plays so well. Is is it um, just scarier? But, is it just scarier, or is it just sort of like more immersive? Like I'm trying to understand. I think it. I think it's more immersive, which makes it scarier because okay. like you don't have the disconnect of I can see the screen, I can see my room. You are literally just in. It does a really good job of just kind of enveloping you in the whole thing. Uh, um, very and cool. So VR, I don't know. To me, the, the story behind VR was it really doesn't seem like much happened with VR. You know, with right. me, I, I remember hearing, because like we talked about VR when we were like planning for the future. And I was in that camp of like, I don't know what's going to happen with it. But it did seem like we had a bunch of stuff come out for it. And I thought this was the year where we were going to see tons of like little things pop up. And that mm-hmm. really yeah. isn't what I think of when I think of oh, this year. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I forgot. VR is already arriving the greatest thing ever. Zony Enders 2 is getting a VR port. So I'm sorry. Fuck off. Uh, VR is the okay. greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh, boy. No, that's the story. If I remember correctly, I was super down on VR. I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I thought it was just going to sputter and spin its wheels. And I feel very vindicated in this moment. Tell me if mm. I was wrong with that prediction because I might have been wrong with that prediction. Uh... I wouldn't say you're fully vindicated. I think you are vindicated in the it seems to be spinning its wheels. Yeah. But like because I feel like all of the big things for VR are just not here yet. Right. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't it's, know. it's still something where enthusiasts are enthusiastic and they have more things to talk about now. Like there was the Rick and Morty game that everyone was talking about for like a hot month or two. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as like mass appeal, it's, it's still hard to get a headset, man. I but, still think, you know, yeah. yeah, it's, that's probably the biggest barrier to entry. And this is why I've been like super down on VR is because like getting a headset is like multiple hundreds of dollars. Well, it depends on the headset, but like getting like a good headset's a lot of money and like the games themselves, you have to buy them. Most of them, I believe, uh, some of them you don't have to buy separately, but there's a lot of games that are just VR only, and so when they're VR only, less people want to invest in them. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you just you don't have the critical mass of people who have those headsets. And I think yeah. you're not going to get like anything giant until you have enough people with those headsets. To piggyback off that, the the Vive is like dropped by a hundred bucks. It's still three hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, geez, it's still three hundred bucks. And I'm like, why do I want to buy like the worth of like a half a console? Um, this is like when they had like they they baked the fucking connect into the Xbox 360. Like you'd buy them as a package, and that's still like no one used it. Like that's why I think mm-hmm. like like all of those like motion detection systems that they had just went away. And I have a feeling at some certain point VRs might go the same way. I, I mean I can see the potential for it. It seems like there is that enthusiast crowd there, but I just don't mm-hmm. know if it's it's gonna to pan out unless of course. Everyone gets on VR chat and we all turn into anime girls. Um, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> the the truest form of human instrumentality. I'm sorry. Every time uh, I see VR chat, it's just a bunch of anime girls. Uh, let's see. The other... Looking over the list of big stories Drew mentioned. Uh, 4K. That that didn't really take off. No. Well, it did, but... Yeah, I, I, was, I don't I don't. I care. was talking this before the podcast as well. But, yeah, 4K... It, 
the the consoles for it came out the people who wanted to buy it bought it that's all i can really say mm-hmm. uh I guess we could talk about the Switch. The Switch was a really big oh my God. Yeah, deal this that, year. That, is... that was my that was my biggest stu- surprise this year, honestly. It was like, Ooh. I thought mm-hmm. that, like, I was not excited for the Switch at all. I thought it was kind of, kind of like a weird hybrid machine. I wasn't really excited for anything other than Breath of the Wild. And now I want to buy one. I have a quote here from Drew <laughs> Boy. that says, I don't know if I'll buy it, but maybe, who knows, if they, like, release Metroid Prime 4, I might pick one oh, up. Oh, right. Well, well, Drew, you've been hella bamboozled. They've already announced Metroid Prime 4. Oh, no. I know! And yeah. all it took was an image, and suddenly I'm like, you know what, guys, the Switch probably isn't that bad. <laughs> I like this idea of, like, guys, this thing is stupid. Four. Listen, the Switch is literally the godsend. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm super happy that I have a Switch, to be honest. Like, I keep expecting um, good things from it. Like, the best... I, I want to say, like, there's two biggest stories this year. The positive one is the Switch, and then the second one is, is the other one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what did it for me was my friend, like, Matt came over, and he, he literally did the commercial where he took the Switch, dropped it down, and handed me a controller. And it was, like, a real thing and not a commercial for me. And we played a little, a little like, weird Tetris anime game, and then he played Tetris some Mario anime. Odyssey. It- it was like Tetris with anime characters. I forget what it was fan- called. Oh, uh, Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah, no, no, no. The, just... the Tetris. It's like Super Mario Odyssey was cool, but the competitive game with the Tetris anime characters was actually. Oh, like... Puyo Puyo uh, Tetris. Yeah, that thing. That Wait, thing. I don't know well, what it was. I'm going to look this like up. Addicting. I apologize for. The... Well, Zach looks that up. Um, I just want to say for the Switch, I think. You know what? Actually, I think really, really, really helped the Switch. The fact that day one, that day one, there was a new Zelda title. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nintendo's problem, I think, with the Wii U is that when that thing launched, they had nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Wii launched with Twilight Princess. That thing sold like crazy. The Switch launches with Breath of the Wild. And then a couple months later has a new Mario game. Mm -hmm. And has third-party support because they redid the console it was just like they did so many things right with the switch oh yeah mm-hmm. uh it, it actually has i think what i want to say it sold more in its first year than the ps2 and the ps2 whoa. is the highest selling console of all time whoa um so yeah uh, and that's not to say that's just for its first year mm-hmm. to be really clarifying but you can see where that's a pretty good pretty good thing oh yeah and like again like i remember thinking like this thing looks gimmicky i don't know if i need it but then like damn breath of the wild got great reviews uh everyone i know who had one was like really hyped on it i wasn't hearing any negatives um i don't know like like i guess like you said adam just like it was like presented and put out into the market in a much better state and like there's a community of happy people as opposed to like frustrated people and it makes me want to go and pick one up because I want to play yeah. Mario Odyssey. Speaking of frustrated people, uh, this is, I think, for me personally, the biggest story of this year was the whole loot box kerfuffle. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that um, was some spicy. We did a whole episode on loot boxes, and I don't think we've ever been more on topic or kind of, like, foresight-having then when we said, like, yeah, these things seem like, the, like they're going to kind of blow up in everybody's faces. And then literally the next day, the Star Wars EA thing happened. Yeah. I, I remember I remember doing that podcast. I remember saying, loot boxes are gambling. And then, boom. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally the next day of, I think, was it, uh, God, what country was it came by says, actually, yes. I think it was <laughs> yeah. Australia. I think it was Belgium came by and said, yeah, that's kind of, we think it's gambling. Mm-hmm. And then Australia said it was. And then Hawaii was getting in on it. I, and, I wasn't expecting uh, the, I wasn't expecting it to, I, I knew Shadow of Motor going in was going to have it. I was not expecting mm-hmm. uh, the Star Wars game, the Battlefront two, to like become as egregious as it did. Like, well, well yeah, listen, man, was... it's like what I said in the in our loot box episode. Did EA just greed so hard <laughs> that they ruined it for everybody? Because uh, I think now Apple is forcing any game on their mobile store to show rates for loot boxes. Ooh, wow. Um, I I believe that's the story. I could be wrong. I remember. I think it was Apple. But there's already a couple of companies doing that here mm-hmm. in the in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I I will have to admit I don't know if Star Wars Battlefront Two actually put the loot boxes back in. They didn't. Uh, people may remember that when it launched, they took the whole system out. And Zach, they're still not back I in. I don't think they're back in. They had, I don't think they've done anything. I'm pretty. I I've seen some footage again. Like there was so much microtransaction stuff happening. I was just like, I don't want anything to do with this. Uh, yeah. it, what was it like forty dollar eighty dollar darth vader no thank you uh it was it was like 40 hours of gameplay it was 40 hours of gameplay to get darth vader and that is if you played the game straight like that's best conditions yeah. and it was just like wow okay um it's interesting to me because loot boxes have been an issue for so long i agree mm. with you drew then i'm wondering why it was this game that kind of broke the camel's back i feel like it's just a, it's, it's an especially egregious case I think so too. Um, I think it was just like it was a perfect storm of and, and an IP that everybody well, loved, and then I want to do these things, and then wow, look, they're hidden behind these things, and you just paid like eighty bucks and to I, get and it. And I think the kind of the deal. other part of it is that it came just off the back of Shadow of Mordor, which got pretty that which got fairly slammed for its loot box system, which um, was weird. That game like was pretty much uh, pretty widely praised for its game, but then it was like okay. You have to talk about the loot boxes because they're kind of an issue. Yeah, because, I think it's because. Like, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because it was like towards the end of the game, uh, and I have friends who played it, and so they would they told me about like towards the end of the game, like loot boxes is basically how you win if you play it normally. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was really just like that was a, that was a bad case, and I think that just put it put that in people's minds. So that way, when when uh, Battlefront Two came out, they were just like, "Fuck yeah, no, I'm not doing this anymore." <laughs> I'm done with mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I yeah. I think because I think with Shadow of Mordor because they were at least kind of upfront about yes, loot boxes are in the game. It was probably less of a sting. Whereas I think with Battlefront, it was like, oh, you know, you you don't need them. It's not pay to win. Blah blah blah. Uh, and then like it was so hard the other direction. And I think like mm-hmm. there was like I think there was like the Reddit AMA where like people just like railed at it, and I think it just kind of like spooled up from there you know yeah and I, know, I like and, that yeah. comment is in fucking history we want you to feel the joy of and victory of unlocking something like bitch i just paid 80 dollars for like the special edition why do i gotta spend 40 hours to unlock darth vader to feel real special adam to feel real real I, special i feel real special mm. uh, that's all i had to say about that story i think that was for me that was the biggest one yeah yeah, yeah. that was that was huge uh, any other any other big stories, gentlemen, or any little tidbits on the stuff we've um, already mentioned? I was gonna. I, I had a quick little thing here of uh, just from our lot. Of, blah, I can't talk. It's okay. 
New event okay. in 2017, Adam loses vocal capacity. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa! Um, so VR didn't take off. Loot boxes became a big thing. Uh, PUBG became the biggest oh, selling yeah. game on Steam ever. Who saw um, that coming, that, dude? Like, yeah, damn. dude. I mean, I saw. I knew it was popular. I did not know it was that popular. I think that falls under my big surprise that mm-hmm. I didn't think it'd be that big, but apparently I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, it's just that like that open that like open source community, right? Like, I'm guessing it was like. Because it, it's not free, is it? But, like, um, I think it was probably, like... It looks like a source mod. So I'm guessing there's been, mm-hmm. like, a lot of contributions in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at our list. I know we have big upsets for the year that we didn't anticipate. So I'll leave the rest of those for that question. Sounds good. Um, before we get to that, um, we have just, like, a little small one here. What was your personal game of the year and why? So if anyone's got one already, you know, I- jump in. I have one. I got. I got. I'll let one. you go first, right. Adam. Zach, I'm almost certain we're probably going to have the same one. Uh, no, we're not. Oh, oh, probably not. Uh, I'd say for me, my game of the year is probably Persona Five. I've really fucking adored that game. I know mm. it, it seems weird because I haven't finished it, but I've played like enough of it to think like, damn, that I really like that game. Yeah. Uh, I like its style. I like its. I like all of the changes they made to the mechanics and the social links and all that. Um. I especially love the way they've made each dungeon like a like a setup thing and not procedural dungeon, and then the procedural dungeon is somewhere else for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, just like every like when I think back to three and four and what I've played of those, like all of the parts of five click all together for me in a way that the other two didn't, and like five has just been fantastic for me. Uh, I don't think I've ever come off of a session of playing that game where I felt like. Oh man, that was a bummer. I, I, you know, wish I hadn't played it. It was like, no, I, I should be playing more of this. Yeah. So it's your favorite uh, of the entire series. Uh, yeah, I really like that one. Like, um, I think it's a spe- more to do, and I didn't think this would be a thing for me as much as it has been. But the ability to just go into a dungeon or like one of the palaces and just have a pre-set up, uh, like experience there, where it's not very random of like, oh, I have to go through the like randomized dungeon has just right. made everything feel better mm-hmm. um to the point where i'm really curious to see if what they'll do with a persona 6 because i don't know if i would go back to it being primarily a random dungeon i think i would have to yeah i feel like they have they, like the palaces they've started the system they're, they've they're, they've got to keep doing it like this because it is a world better than previous persona games in terms it's, of dungeons it's crazy to me that like it's in the same level of like breath of the wild where like you know i have a feeling that zelda games after this will follow breath of the wild's open world thing just Mm -hmm. like persona 5 i have a feeling that a lot of them are going to have these pre-set up dungeons and palaces uh i'm just kind of curious you know what they'll do with it because everything in 5 just feels like uh there ain't there ain't no way they're topping this yeah Uh, like now there may be something towards the end of the game that i'll come back one day like guys struck for the record terrible game terrible just terrible i i don't think you're um, gonna hit that i think uh just just from my perspective on five um it is an amazingly good game and i do not begrudge you for naming it as your game of the year uh but yeah mm. uh, i think the other runner up was final fantasy 15 was that released this year i think so i remember playing a bunch of it this yeah, year so do i i just i wasn't sure if it released this year <laughs> let me make a quick check while zach looks uh tells us about his game or drew tells about his game 
Well, uh, I can go. Okay. I'll go ahead. So, um, for me. Damn it. It was last year, November. Oh, Oof. no. Oh, no. All right. By, by, proc- by uh, close, you know, being nearby. Yo, man, I played a lot of 15 this year. That was, that game's also great. But I guess it's 2016, so... Well, that's why... What did I name last year? Last year I named Darkest Dungeon because I hadn't actually played enough of 15. Right. Mm. So is it is is 15 now 2017's game of the year? Is that what happened? I don't know. <laughs> I, I put it as a tie. I really liked both of those games. <laughs> okay. Well, um, would you... Would you have anything to say for recommendations for said game? Who would you recommend your game of the year to? Uh, Persona 5, I'd literally recommend to anybody who's liked an RPG. Okay. Um, I, I really like it. Um, and 15, I think, ha- kind of has the caveat of this, of that. I want to recommend 15 to anybody that's like action-adventure kind of games and likes the story of the, the group of friends just on an adventure. Um... I don't, but it makes it kind of a hard recommendation when so much of 15 feels unfinished. Mm. Um, and I think that's what actually stops 15 from being from beating out P5. P5 feels so damn complete that I just don't know what, if anything, they would... I don't even know if they'll do an update version. Mm. Like, this feels so much, like, so done. 15 has gotten continuous updates, um, and I love it for that. I love that it keeps adding more. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain story segments that just kind of are a little are left empty uh certain beats in the game just don't hit as well um but like moment to moment it is still a fantastic game um so yeah that that'd be my game of the year and the runner-up for all right well that is excellent uh i i will go next if no one can if no one minds no it's all good all right my game of the year my game of the year this year 2017 it was a dark and dreary year, and as a result, my game of the year is dark and dreary. Hollow Knight surprised me in ways I did not expect it to. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, uh, like, I got it. I thought, okay, cool, tiny little indie game, you know, kind of Metroid-y. I'll have fun. Uh, it has been the thing that I've gone back to the most this year. It has been consistently just, like, throwing new stuff at me, new crazy weird stuff. I don't think it's for everyone, but for me, it's just like super unexpected surprise, super well-crafted game, really well put together, and I'm going to keep playing it into the next year because there's just so much good stuff to keep going with it. So that's my game of the year. I hope you liked it. Nice, nice. All right. So for me, my game of the year, drum roll please, I know mine's the most important. Near Automata. Yay! And I'd probably put Persona 5 as the runner-up. This makes sense um, because of what you said earlier of like yeah. every time you read read about it, it just gets deeper for you. So yeah, exactly. I actually should have known that from what you said before. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about it earlier. Um, I like Nier Automata is an amazingly good game. And I mean, I, I know like old school Nier fans are going to be like, well, you should have played the original Nier. I'm like, well, I'm talking about games that released this year. Um, it It is very well polished as compared to the original Nier. Um, it, and it does like the, the cool sort of mixing of genres and styles that are really interesting mm-hmm. but i think again the most important aspect is the it it tells a narrative that can only be told through gameplay in a lot of ways um yeah. and it like the characters are really interesting and it again is the game you can keep going back to and sort of picking its brain forever um and for <laughs> for and 
I find Yoko Taro's humor to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I I actually think that man is very funny. So like all of his jokes mm-hmm. kind of click with me, and I was like cool with the fan service stuff. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Um, like, and, and even though it was like super over the top fan servicey bullshit that that Tubi ends up looking like a gothic Lolita, um, but like at the same time she also looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing. Any piece of like art I've seen of near automata it's just like damn that looks cool right yeah like every single piece of art looks super cool and when you're playing it it feels really cool like mm. you feel like you're going through this sort of crazy thing you know I-, I gotta say um earlier drew was talking about how he was hoping hellblade would be like N- ninja theory's big oh man we have a good one uh i was actually really worried about near automata for platinum because it was like the first near the reason my my friend wants me to play it first is not just be, like near has a really good story but it's also because the gameplay of near has is some really jank shit right yeah and it's like if you play automata you are never gonna go back to the first one it just it's just not gonna play as as well um and i guess what i was saying is because near automata was such a niche thing i was really worried that like platinum would sink all this money into it and it just wouldn't do well and it would sink platinum and yoko taro so yeah. i was just like so thankful and like i mean amazed that it became as good as it did yeah i jumped i jumped into it on this game and like i I read about their histories i i love yoko taro he's an amazing fucking dude um (laughs) but uh uh like i i kind of saw like the previous games platinum's been made i saw sort of yoko taro's career and especially after i finished near automata you go back and look at those older games that especially uh that that taro made and they're all like very solidly written Mm-hmm. um if the even if the gameplay was kind of jank and platinum has made some really good mechanics but they have stumbled in other areas um mm-hmm. and so just like that's kind of the fusion of them that became beautiful yeah that's that's basically what a lot of people were saying is like ultimate gameplay plus ultimate story you get this game yeah and i actually find it really funny that the uh the 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 platinum team a bunch of the people on the platinum team were just massive yoko taro fans <laughs> just but yeah one. uh yeah that that makes sense uh you know because i remember early in the year you were talking a lot about it yeah and and for me like persona 5 was a really well polished well-made game and they like made mm-hmm. the game super fun to play but for me the reason why i would say near automata sort of takes the cake even though near automata could get a little boring in places um is i think more was done like near automata did a whole bunch for games as a whole like it it did a lot mm. to sort of like push boundaries in ways that persona 5 was a little bit safer on was was a little bit i think i think that would be i think that'd probably be safer safe to say near automata does seem like it wants to kind of push these boundaries where persona wants to be like this is games as you know it shine to a mere like sheen exactly kind of thing. yeah 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 so that's 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 kind of where i sit on both of those games and so that's why i give um, near automata my my top accolade gotcha it also fits in with the last the the one i did last year <laughs> that Oh, Valhalla? Yeah, Valhalla. I get two anime games. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's it. Drew, our next question you want to go to? Yes, so... It's been a year. It's been an interesting year. Uh, lots of ups and downs and non-related game things. But in the world of games, some good things have happened. Mm-hmm. What are you happy about seeing this year in the realm of games? Was there a trend that you saw? I Did am, the developer oh my... succeed? God. Uh, was there a really cool game that came out? 
Happiest so thing. many games came out this year. It was great. Sorry, Adam, I cut you off. Have please, please talk. I'm sorry. Oh man, I was just gonna say. You know what I'm happy about? Basically, what Drew, what Zach was saying. Dude, 2017 was the year of like, I listen. Too many amazing games are coming out. Mm-hmm. I need a break. Would mm-hmm. somebody please release a shitty game, guys? It's Star Wars Battlefront Two. Thank you, EA. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, happiest. Uh, I think. You know what I'm happiest most about this year is that all of the games that I was really looking forward to turned out to not be just good games, but exemplary good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm there too. Like, it it felt like this year everybody took 2000, and that's the weird thing. 2016 was was a pretty packed year as well. Oh yeah, but it was just weird that like 2017 everybody was like, all right, get the guns out. (laughs) We got to show these kids what what, like. Nintendo just fucking killed it. Uh, P5 was and Nier Automata were just fantastic. Um, I was, I'm really happy to see that RE7 worked as well as it did. I mean, and I, I, and I, I think Capcom needed that win. I, I uh, like Capcom needed that. Like uh, Supergiant uh, came out with Pyre, and I haven't played it yet, oh, yeah. and I need to play it because I hear it is also an amazing game. I played that at GDC. Every day, a time I open up my Steam library, I'm like, why don't I own Pyre yet? <laughs> yeah. Drew, how about you? Uh, for me, uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, a lot of good games came out, and what I'm happy about is a lot of them were single-player games, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of really great games, and they were all, like, the kind that I enjoy that I grew up playing. You know, it's like, you have a quest, you have a campaign, there's no extra kerfuffle or extra, like, you know, multiplayer or weird ARG stuff. Like, that's all fun. That's all good. Like, they're cool. I like them too. But there was a period of time where, like, I think people were, like, really worried about single-player games just kind of not being relevant anymore. Like, they weren't profitable. That was the... I think it was because, like, I remember Titanfall 2 didn't do so well. And it was, like, it came with, like, a a campaign of its own. Dude, that was so undeserved. Titanfall 2 is one of those weird games that's, like... There's so much love put it put into that game. Why isn't this taking off? Yeah, and so to see like you know Mario Odyssey, Nier Automata, Matemata, uh, Persona Five, Hellblade, goddamn Hellblade, yeah, fucking, like, Nier Auto Tomato, <laughs> yeah, Auto, whatever the hell it is, whatever the hell it is, it, it did well. They like all these super well made single player games, and to see them sell well, like that's good. That's gonna like push the market a little bit more to say mm-hmm. yeah maybe metroid prime style games do deserve to exist nintendo please pay attention and it makes me happy they're making it right <laughs> i know i know but that can't stop them from adding unnecessary multiplayer components okay. like they might have done in the past i'm gonna be quiet. that's right metroid prime <laughs> 2 echoes did have multiplayer and i played it why because you know me and my brother were bored like whatever <laughs> i so, played it but i'm like why did you do this this is so weird <laughs> um i'll do i do have to say um a a very sort of charming game that came out and i i definitely need to play this one is uh everything yep everything looked pretty fun yeah like that is such an interesting game and i'm 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 like charmed that it was that it came out this year Mm. i was gonna say you know what i was really happy to see i was really happy to see a lot of these like i can really only think of one off the top of my head uh which was which is abzu all right. Oh, uh, did that come out? This and year? I remember Abzu. Yeah, I didn't think it came out this year. Everything came out this well, year. Let me let yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's let fucking me re- perfect. Everything came out this year. 
let me let me rephrase it, it's continuing this trend you know abzu in 2016 everything in this year um and, and like i know that game company has a new game that they're getting ready for Ooh. on the uh ios oh, yeah. that's right but these more like almost meditative kind of games are like really kind of cool yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. a little more diversity um, a little more chilling the de- I'm trying to think, did a developer do something positive? Uh, I would say, I think Capcom did some really positive stuff with Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 came out and it was this big hit. Um, and instead of pushing out the new DLC, they, you know, are, Capcom has always had a problem of talking with its uh, its consumer base, its, its fans. I think they did a much better job this year, or at least towards the end. Uh, with RE7, they were just like, here's a bundle of the game a dlc pack and everybody's gonna get a free copy of the new expansion Ooh, wow uh they they have been trying to communicate more and i only met single them out because capcom is one of my favorite like game developers mm-hmm. and to see them come off such a rough year of 2016 and then have 2017 uh start rough but then kind of get better towards the end mm-hmm. was a really cool thing for me um yeah yeah and you know, if uh, if fortune is to be believed, we might be hearing from them pretty soon about a certain demonic character. That's, That's right, Devil May Cry: <laughs> Pinnacle of Combat, oh the new mobile Chinese game. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> Drew, that game is out already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry guys, I had. Uh, um, but yeah, okay, that's, well, that's that, all I had. That's uh, awesome, so if you guys man. want to have anything more to add? I I, I think um, I don't know if this. It, it's hard to sort of count this, but. Everything that Blizzard's been doing with Overwatch, except the loot boxes, has been... They've been doing a really good job of just making sure that game is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually enjoy the sort of, like, the pro tier, the the sort of, like, the Overwatch League that they're building and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so mm-hmm. I yeah, actually... They're doing a lot of support for that. Yeah, I, I, I like what they've been doing with Overwatch in particular, and just how much, like, they... How much love and time they're sort of putting into it. Um, how much sort of interaction the uh, developers have with the community mm-hmm. like like there's a, there seems to be a lot of like back and forth between the community members and blizzard and and they try to change their game to make sure everybody's sort of satisfied with it and make mm-hmm. sure that like yeah. that, that that people's sort of needs with the game are being met um so that's why i said everything except the loot boxes because i'm not as hot on the loot boxes anymore yeah i get you Um, actually this was the year that i like really got down and dirty with overwatch and like i have to say like one of my favorite memes is hi i'm jeff kaplan here to talk about x y and z like (laughs) fun community fun community of people i'm enjoying it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well uh no one's got anything else uh our last question here is what upsets occurred that you did not anticipate we have one little dot here and it is Mass Effect Andromeda question mark. Okay, can I now talk about Mass Effect Andromeda question mark? Of course. Begin your thesis. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I haven't played Mass Effect Andromeda question mark because everything I heard about it said it was terrible. And while I was, I was, I, and I got it while I was, like, I was hearing all this terrible news while I was in the middle of Persona 5. And so I literally, like, by the time I finished 5, I turned and looked at my other games and went, I have more important things to do than play a really shitty Mass Effect game. <laughs> <laughs> and so I haven't touched it. It's still Listen, it's literally still in the wrapper. There are hearts that need to be stealing, alright? I have no we have no time to go out and like have space adventures. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I just looked at the game and I was just like, um, uh, nah. 
I just I remember the the glitch videos of like the facial animation oh. and like the whole the whole discussion about like you know pipelines and how games come together because like like four billion dollars a bunch of time and effort and like wait four billion dollars I don't know like a lot of money right like I'm I'm throwing a number out of my head but like a lot of money went into Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> I was genuinely excited to see what was going to happen with it even mm -hmm. if I thought it was a weird direction for the franchise. And then, like, afterwards, yeah. like, it, every, everything I read said it didn't turn out good. And then, like, the onslaught of YouTube commentators talking about it was just so crazy. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to me, and I think we talked about this in a couple episodes, but it was interesting to me that Mass Effect, this really beloved series, uh, was finally pulled off the shelf. They were making a new entry. And that it hit so flat that they basically put it back up on the shelf indefinitely. Um, yeah. I don't really want to, like, try to be an apologist for this. Uh, because that game did come out pretty buggy. Mm. Um, yeah. This this is just my own personal opinion. Uh, mm. I think people dogpiled that game way more for some reason. Mm. Um, like, games come out with bugs. Yeah. And that's kind of a thing that happens. Uh, Mass Effect is a big game... And, you know, people are now learning all the different behind-the-scenes issues that happen with that. And it's yeah. just weird to me that there are a lot of games that have similar bugs that that aren't that weren't torn to pieces like Mass Effect. I understand why it happened, because, boy, guys, like, you can't put that out. Yeah. You really can't put that out. I think that beta kind of shot them in the foot. Like, mm. don't put that out where people are going to see it before buying. Mm -hmm. Like, fix it. Like fix the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's one issue, and I think the other issue is that it was a Mass Effect game. People had really high expectations for it. Oh God, yeah. And so I, I think that's that's another part of it. And so it just sort of like when it ended up being like sort of mediocre on release, people were just like, mm -hmm. "What the fuck? This is a Mass Effect game. We expect better from you." Mm. I honestly think that you know maybe I, I'm torn whether the having the bugs shown off like. A, a week or two before buying the game came out or the high expectations was like the big killer yeah. for this game because like damn to have a series like mass effect and just get like come back and then dead immediately was like shit yeah yeah that was that was pretty intense and, and i remember hearing people talk it's like if you actually play it it's not bad it's very just eh. yeah well, that's what uh my buddy alec right he uh he got it oh, he played through it for I'm a sorry, bit alec. i, I mean, mean i'm sure he, he enjoyed it I think from what I got, he enjoyed it a bit, or you know, he was having fun with it. But I think the bugs were there. I think it's again just like that sense of like there is an unfinished product in front of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, unless people have any more to say on Mass Effect, I, I had another up. I had a big upset I didn't anticipate. Ooh, Dude, tell uh, me about your upset. Yes, please. Uh, I was not expect. I think Zach's kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking about our predictions. I did not expect ukulele to bomb, oh, right? Yeah, like as spectacularly as it did. Yeah, I, I heard only good I, I, news I, about ukulele until it bombed. <laughs> dude, I to talk anything about a game that has like blown out expectations. Boy, that game. I, I feel like people were promised the stars with that game, and then when it came out, it was like, what is I this? Mean, they were the promised their like their in, childhood. Uh, what was that game about actually flying through the stars? I don't know. Uh, oh, No Man's Sky no Man's or something? Sky, there we go. Yay. Well, um, No Man's Sky has taken great steps to try to correct itself. Um, right, right. It's weird. No Man's Sky has released three 
three or four major expansions yeah. that are adding in a lot of the features that people thought would be there day one. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Ukulele, I don't hear anything like that. Ukulele, I think, is just kind of... I think it didn't there. sell, and the developers are like, what, what we need to disband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, for me, um, of how much fans were excited for it and how much care and attention was being put into it, it was just very weird to see this game come out made by the people that made Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, really feel like it missed a mark. It's almost like, you guys made this once before, why can't you do this again? Yeah. Question mark? Mm. I don't know. I think it was just a matter of, like, different time, different tooling. Like, that's why I always worry about, like, Kickstarter projects from people, like, bringing back an old game, right? Like... Yeah. You don't have the same team. You don't have Hell, the same uh, tools. Like, it may not work out so great, you know? Right. Hell, uh, Ukulele... Uh, so there's a game called Bloodstained that was on Kickstarter oh, by yeah. uh, I- by Igarashi, the guy that does the was, Metroidvania games. What was yeah. the... There's a nickname and for that game. We talked about it in this podcast. Metroidvanias. No, 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 no. no. It's... it's uh, oh. It is something anime vampires. I don't know what you're talking about. It's compared to a different game, but it's compared to it, but it's anime vampires. What, Bloodstained? Oh, no, Bloodstained. Oh, no, that's wrong. Oh, God, I'm so wrong. (laughs) I've got you now. Uh, Bloodstained is Iga's new Metroidvania-style game, and I was so on board with, like, oh, man, Iga's at the helm. Every time they show this game off, it looks fantastic. It looks just like I remember Symphony of the Night playing. I'm super excited. And then Ukulele comes out, kind of having the same Hallmark things, and it bombs. So I'm like, oh damn it, now you're making me second-guess Bloodstained. Damn you, Ukulele. Yeah, but... Uh, oh. Yeah. I feel like Bloodstained's in a better place than Ukulele. I, I feel like it but is I share too, tr- but then again... Uh, but I share Drew's concern of like, boy, Kickstarter can be uh, iffy. Yeah, I, no, I'll put it like this. Fucking... There was Mighty Where's Number the... 9... There was ukulele. I'm, I'm, I'm cautious. I'm cautious with these Kickstarter projects. I say I don't right. trust them. Yeah, yeah. I, it seems like the, the the like let's remake an old series Kickstarters mm-hmm. have a little bit of a bad track record. Now I say this being wary of Kickstarter, having backed two of its shining examples, which are Darkest Dungeon and Shovel Knight. Mm, yeah, but indeed. I feel like those are both like new twists mm. on an old thing. Well, maybe not Darkest Dungeon. Mm, Shovel Knight's so good. Oh, you know what? No. Sorry, Persona 5. Shovel Knight is my game of the year. Wait. Sorry, Darkest Dungeon. Shovel Knight is my game of the year of last year. 2015? Fuck you. It's Shovel Knight. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, is I really... <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, are there any more I, I upsets like that, yeah. or, or things that we didn't anticipate happening that we aren't 100% positive on or just kind of like, whoa, that was weird that we haven't covered? Um, uh, I mean, you guys remember when Half Life Three finally died? Oh yeah, that's right. They put the final nail, right? They basically it feels like they kind of did when the lead writer of the series left and posted the story that they were going to use for Half Life Three. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that happened, Zach. Mm. I remember because I was like, "What are the big stories?" And somebody's like, "Yo, remember Half Life Three fucking died live on stage?" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, I do." Yeah, damn. <laughs> um, there were okay. I don't have any more upsets, but I All do, right. I'm going to have some funny things to talk about later in the podcast. All I'm right. good. All right. Well, then, that's all of our main questions. We've got a few under side quests that I kind of want a lightning round. Um, question one, did you fulfill your New Year's resolution? I... Nope. I don't <laughs> remember mine. 
I'll Mine be frank, was... I listened to the episode, I still don't remember it. Hmm. Okay, Adam, what was yours, and tell us what happened. Uh, I wanted to finish more games than I buy. Uh, I didn't really buy many games, but uh, so that's a no. No, I bought more games and didn't finish as many, but I also hey. bought way less this year, so... Hey, Adam. Eh? I also didn't fulfill your New Year's resolution. Oh. Yeah. Drew, please be, save us, did you? Um, I was really close. I was supposed to read a book every month, and then oh, December right. rolled around, and I had holiday shopping and chaos at work that I had to attend to. So I didn't finish whatever I was supposed to read then, though technically there was a, a comic or two. If I want to cheat and say comics, then I'm more than good. I Wait, Drew. Volume 1 with bells on. Drew. What's up? It's yes. the 28th. You still have time. Yes! Guys, I'm going to go finish... What am I currently on? Rags and Bones? Yes! It's going to happen. I can make the dream Damn. real. I can make the dream real. Make you did it, Drew. Uh, Alright, next next lightning round. Go. Lightning round. Um, Just reflections on the past episode. Things that I noticed uh, that I wanted to point out. The most important being, that was the episode where we may have needed to play Twing Twang. Which was <laughs> the best meme. <laughs> it was the best meme. I and I just had to remind shit. you... Ep Episode 4, we may need you to play Twing Twang. <laughs> For those who don't remember, uh, I... <laughs> Twing Twang um, was a, weird fucking was a thing that. that was said by a character in, I think it was Heavenly Sword? No, uh, that Ninja specific Fury's... line was something said by a character in Heavenly Sword to another character in Heavenly Sword, and they both look completely bizarre. And just, that image just, like, haunted us, and I, it's not I... with us anymore, but I remember it. <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing until I listened to that episode, and I immediately died <laughs> laughing because, boy, was that a great one! I, just, I remember um, I looked it up, and I was just like, "Oh right, Heavenly Sword." And then I looked at the image, and I was just like, "We may need you to play Twing Twang." And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck happened to this game?" Let's see. Yeah, what so, else did you remember from the past episode? Uh, I noticed that since then we have done less coughing. I chalk that up to my inhaler. Uh, the news section is dead, and I think we're all happy about it. Yep. There are a less... moment of silence, please. Mm. Alright, we're good. There were less ums all around for all of us oh, cool. uh, nowadays, so <laughs> take that. Hey, we've gotten better at doing this whole audio thing. Yeah. Watch as somebody emails us and says, Actually, guys, you guys all said um a collective 58,000 times this episode alone. <laughs> oh. I'm sure. And don't go back and count. Or I do go back and count, but that's a total waste of your time. When we were recording, I heard lots of Skype chitter-chatter, and we're no longer on Skype, we're on Discord, so Yay. that's a thing. Memories. Yay! We went through a whole phase where we were on a completely different audio system as well. Yeah, we went through uh, Zencaster and Skype, and we finally landed on Discord. And... What do you think, well, what should we use next? <laughs> I want to use smoke signals. Um... <laughs> um all right, I'll get I'll get the the. All right, there's going. one. Hmm. I heard one um from Zach. So, <laughs> oh and, man. Um, let's see. But yeah, it it was weird listening to us talk. Uh, do our we just started the podcast episode, and it's like, damn, I feel like we've gotten better. We were so young and innocent, and <laughs> yeah. and now we're old and wise. It's we great. were so young, innocent, and we didn't know what Twing Twang was. But now, now we're old. <laughs> And we do know what Twing Twang is. <laughs> I don't even... I still don't know what Twing Twang is. Search your feelings, Zach. You know exactly what Twing Twang is. God damn it. Why do you have to be right? Uh, oh, God. That's right. 
All right. I'm so right that I think we need to design something. It's true. It's time for Design Club, people. Are you ready? Eh, I'm ready. Design Club time. And this anniversary episode's Design Club is... What would you have done differently this year had you known what you know now? Excluding Bitcoin purchases of any kind with a heavy emphasis on games and podcasting. So, it's... I uh, think... um, I wouldn't have started Nier Automata until I finished Persona 5. I, I, like, just switched the order I played those games in. Just because Persona 5 was, like, I could get to the end of it and then finish it. Whereas Nier Automata was a game that I, like, rushed to the end. And I feel like I rushed like I rushed through the end mm-hmm. of that game. And I didn't get enough mm-hmm. out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't play enough of it to get as much as I kind of wanted out of it. And I kind of did something that removed my save file. So I had to, have to completely restart the game in order to get to that point again. So, kind of, your basic your thing is, you fell a... You- you kind of ran through it too much and wish you had experienced like taking it slower yeah yeah if i had taken a little bit slower um i'm kind of the opposite with some with that um if i were looking back uh i knowing what i know now if i if i could do drew just to clarify is this anything we could have done differently this year anything anything at all just try and keep it okay games and podcast related ah jeez, i wish i turned my phone off God damn it, Adam. <laughs> that's usually me who fucks up what happened but well, I had an alarm set, and it was like, hey, I'm going to turn on even though everything is muted. And like, what? How? Oh, man. I don't know. You're, uh, you're haunted by ghosts. Haunted by I ghosts. I guess so. Um, so, 2017, if I could do anything differently, um, I think I would have played less Overwatch, actually. Ooh. Huh. Um, I, I kind of have to explain this one. Um, mm-hmm. I really like Overwatch. Overwatch is a game that I kind of bought because I wanted to play with my buddies. Uh, I ended up playing way more than they did and got way more into it than they did. Hmm. Um, well, except for that and one. I don't for a second regret regret playing it with my friends. Uh, like the three of us have played it, and we, uh, you know, we have our whole team equally bad yeah, group that I bad. I still love playing. I really enjoy that. I think if I could go and do, go and do this year over, I think I would wouldn't have played as much and would have focused more on like i would have focused more on beating p5 so i could then play zelda mm-hmm. um uh, so i guess what i'm saying is if i could do anything i wouldn't play i wouldn't have been playing a lot of these games that kind of have no end and focus more on the games that have definite endings that i want to get to mm. um it kind of goes to what we were saying in a couple episodes of you know come home tired throw overwatch on for a round or two i guess i kind of wish i hadn't made that but it's hard because I still really like that game. That was a lot of fun to play. No, I mean, like, Overwatch is great. It's, and yeah. I mean, like, like, with the continued support, like, I totally understand why you keep going back to it. Like, uh, shout out to Jeff Kaplan mm-hmm. and Overwatch team. Moira is the greatest fucking character. Oh, right, oh you yeah. play as Moira now. I didn't know that. God. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> I wish I could play other games. <laughs> We're never yeah, going to let you uh, go, dude. Oh boy. No, no. Uh, Drew, you got one? Um, I can think of more, but you haven't said anything. Well, let's see here. Um, I I wish that I would have had the goddamn foresight to do more Sonic fanfiction. I really think... Holy fucking hell! That worked through <laughs> that really Sonic is. High School. We should have done it, and I wish we'd done it more. I just wish we'd done more I, Sonic fanfiction. I think Nitwick's greatest failing is that we haven't finished reading Sonic High School. Mm. Uh, but... 
I think one day we will. God, gonna, I think it's going to happen. We're going to work through it. We're going to work through it. I think at some point, uh, and gentlemen, I, I hope you'll agree with me, I think at one point Nitwick will finally achieve its true purpose, which is to be solely just dramatic readings of Sonic oh, fanfiction. please kill me I now. Think, I, you know, I can just feel it, and that's where we're heading in these days. You know, on that note, I want to say one gaming upset I didn't mention is Sonic Forces. That happened. It wasn't ah. as bad as I predict. I thought it would be. So, big upset. Sonic Mania is fucking fantastic. Followed up by Sonic Forces. Fucking terrible. <laughs> fucking okay. I hear Sonic That's Forces a big is, upset. is bad, but it's charmingly bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just know that I discovered Sonic Twitter this year, and it's been great. Um, <laughs> oh, God. On a slightly more serious note, uh, I, I wish that I had fixed my PlayStation way sooner. Uh, that was something I got very lazy with, and mm. I missed out on a lot of sweet games. Like, I I really wish I, I had played through Nier Automata at least once this year, because, like, everyone I've talked to has told me great things about it. Uh, I've, had it. People, I've had people come up to me in costume as 2B and the other one, and be like, yo, you should play this. Wait, um, what? When was this? Uh, well, Matt and Ashley's Halloween costumes were 2B and the other one. So oh my god. It's it was adorable. Oh, uh, 9S? 9S, yeah, 9S. 9S. Oh, crap. <laughs> they were adorable. Yo, off tangent, I saw some really good 2B and 9S cosplayers. Oh, god. you have no idea. So, There's so, so many Zach, of them. <laughs> when you go to Fanime next year, right. uh, prepare yourself. You're going to see the whole gamut of great cosplay, terrible cosplay, and I wish they'd stop cosplay. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? As long as 2B and 9S show up, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else I would change this year? Anything uh, else? This is Now is the time. Now is the time. Oh, man. Uh, so I already said the Overwatch one. Um, I, you know, I wish, I don't know if I could have done this, but there was that time when I couldn't play my PlayStation 4 and I got like knocked way back in Final Fantasy 14 because of it. I mm. kind of wish I had just like pushed a little harder. I don't know. Like if I had some way of like fixing my electricity for that fucking month and a half, um, I think I would have played more of that and mm. and like just been more caught up with where all the rest of the people who were playing it were. Cause I feel like I messed out a bunch of stuff with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I kind of wish I had played more. Uh, I, I as kind of hard knocked as it gets, I kind of wish I'd stuck with Street Fighter Five a bit more. Hmm. Oh yeah, uh, which is I, why I forgot that even came out this year. Oh, uh, that wasn't this year. That was last year. But I was playing it a lot, and then this year was I, I think because of Overwatch, I just kind of stopped playing Street Fighter Five. Right. But Arcade Edition's coming out soon, so I am really excited to pick that, that up. That is exciting. Uh, Try that out. Uh, you know that that's another thing. I wish we had done more. Um, like we did the movie episode where we actually like talked about King's Glaive. I wish we'd done more of that. Like, that oh would right, be fun. yeah. I do too. I liked our episode on King's. Well, we need to just watch more movies together and just do episodes on them. We do have our giant list of well, not giant, our list of movies <laughs> to watch. Can I just say uh, I? My, I like how my my regret is I didn't watch enough movies and eat enough ice cream with people. Like, that's that's my oh, regret. Okay. Ooh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, Where is the movies by list? The way, it's, it's here somewhere. Speak, oh, here we go. Speaking of fucking ice cream, we got ice cream, like, two days ago. Oh, it was great. Yeah, was no, here's the problem. My stomach, just, like, was just like, hey, Zach, fuck you. So... Your biggest regret for 2017 was eating that ice cream? Yeah, eating that ice, ice cream after four slices of, like, these, like, massive pizza... Why did we do that? I don't know, but it killed my stomach. 
for audience members, and it sounds like we're about done because we're yeah, talking I about pizza. So. Yeah, we are talking so. about pizza. Um, we met up to kind of have this little planning retrospective meeting, and we u- did what we usually do of go to this place called Rainbow Pizza. We got some pizza, and me and Zach split this pizza. It was like, this pizza's really big. I don't know if we'll finish it. That's okay. We'll have leftovers. We ate it all. Yeah, we ate all of it. And not just the pizza, but the women and children, too. <laughs> I was there. I watched it all. Yeah, and then I we got up and said, you know what would be great right now? Getting milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it was because like... we had sat there long enough. It was like, we should go get no, more we, food. No, we had sat... Because me and Zach sat there like, God... Our stomachs are so full. You know, it sounds really good right now. Ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. We just were like, yeah, let's go to ice cream. And I wasn't thinking uh, about it. And then I just started drinking. So bef- before we end this off, uh, our movie list mm. as, is as follows at the moment. Oh, boy. We have the Power Rangers movie. We have Advent Children. Complete. We have Wait. Oh, uh, complete. Advent Children Complete. Uh, rebuild of Evangelion and just Evangelion in general. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Space Jam. We have Neo Yokio and and Pokemon the movie. So, audience members, please prepare yourself for 2018. I think we'll try to hit more of those. Yeah. I mean, well, we have to meet up in person for them. That's the real, that's the real challenge. (laughs) Like we are right now. Right, right. Exactly. Don't break, don't break the facade. I don't know if the audience members could handle this. Oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll try harder. But right. I, I think, I think that's it for. Uh, well, there's one for me. There's one more thing we got to do, and that's pour outs and toasts for the year. Um, um, I, I'm gonna start us off. I got a to- I got a pour out. I'd like to pour one out again for Visceral Studios. I'm always sad to see a prominent studio go away. Yo, shit, man. Goodbye, Visceral. And I guess I'm not getting Dante's Inferno too. <laughs> but maybe that's a toast for, Z- for Drew. <laughs> Uh, it is. <laughs> Man, um, so young. I wish they could come back and make this. I'm so glad they died so young. Yeah, I think, I, I'm telling you, I don't think you want to play through Purgatorio. I'm just saying. I don't think it's going to be the action adventure you want. I I want to give a toast to Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood. That is actually mm-hmm. a really good expansion for an MMO, and it was super good to play. Um, and I also want to give a a uh, toast to Divinity Original Sin 2, another just fantastically just well-done game that came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, on, on the out ah. side, here are my three favorite dumb game titles from 2017. Ooh. Uh, Excel World versus Sword Art Online. And then... Now, that ain't dumb because those are two different anime properties, but... The verses. Boy, is that... <laughs> um, uh-huh. Next is Senran Kagura, Peach Beach Splash. Now, I want to. I want everybody to heads up and listen to this. <laughs> and then Senran Kagura, Peach Beach Slash Splash, was supposed to have an investigative news article done by Zach. Oh fucking! He did, <laughs> he did not follow. I got He did. He did not follow up on his investigative reporting. So oh Zach. Turn in your investigator's badge, please. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Here it is. Mm, okay. Mm. All right. And the last hey, You'll one... get this back when I hear that report <laughs> on the game. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one, Criminal Girls, colon, invite only. Okay. Well, that, that title just makes sense. There's some girls who are criminals, and the only way to talk with them is by invite only. <laughs> just... I, don't, I don't know what the confusion is. I'm sorry. Just those, those games 
on their own just made my fucking day as I was looking through the uh, the list. So pour outs for them. Wonderful. Let's see. Wonderful. Uh, toast or pour out? Toast and pour out. So I got a toast. Uh, the 2017 in general. Boy, really? for, games, for games, you were really fucking good. That <laughs> yeah, caveat's right. important. Caveat. That caveat's caveat. important. <laughs> 2017, asterisk, in regards to games, <laughs> fantastic year. Otherwise, this this year can suck it. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff happened in 2017. Um, and then I'll... Guys, you ready to be all feel all feel good? Oh boy. Yeah. I've got a to- toast to Nitwick. We did <gasps> oh. it, y'all. Alright, yeah. Oh yeah. It fills me with warm fuzzies inside. Or maybe that's now, just the alcohol. I know somebody's gonna come back and say, Hey, wait a minute, weren't you gonna do meta for your anniversary? Well, fuck it. Things change. <laughs> just like us, time is always slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. 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 At some point, we're going to have to go back to regular <laughs> scheduled stuff. Right. We uh, will. Um, okay, then. Well, that is a good toast to end on. Um, I think mm-hmm. the only thing left for us to do is what we always do and get a sweet lesson of the day. All right. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is when you're recording a podcast, don't put the headset over your hoodie over your ears. Just take off your fucking hoodie. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Wow. Thanks, Zach. Such valuable wisdom after after so long. After so long. Thank you, Zach. That really <laughs> means a lot. <laughs> One day we'll make a calendar of all of our lessons of the day, and we'll sell it for four ninety nine. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, all right, listeners. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful year. Hopefully fantastic. more will come. Um, if you want to send us any cherished memories or things we didn't cover or things you want to talk to us about if you just want to say hi you can always find us at teamnitwick at gmail.com that's team n-i-t-w-i-c at gmail.com uh this uh this year this week our music is by pro leader he's been keeping us strong for a whole year now a little under a year and uh, yeah boy we're happy yeah. for him he's a good man he's a good guy good artist hope he keeps trucking through um special toast shout out to uh mr matt for that that logo we got this year, I think he did a pretty dang good job with that one. So right. throw a little yeah. love his way. If you like us, you should subscribe to us and tell all your friends about us because we love it when you do that. It just warms our hearts. Every time you do, we just get like a little happy glow about us. We're also it's just great. we're just super desperate for views, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. Shh, 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 don't tell them that. We have audience, we have thousands of views, hundreds of downloads. Next week we're gonna be talking about what we hope and dream about for the future of the coming year. What we think is gonna be hot, what we think might not be, and what we wanna see. So come around and be ready for that. Uh with that said, I'm Drew Fasciano. And this has been our anniversary episode with the Nitwick stuff. And we'll be talking to you real soon. Goodbye. Have a great day. Peace out. Peace. Goodbye. Riva Dirtries. Oh, goodbye, goodbye. What the fuck? No music, just that.